The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. Hello, Boston. Good evening. My name is Larry Larry Higginbottom. And you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of our program is called From the Trenches, Observation from the Trenches, From the Trenches, Observation. I'm just speaking about things I see out here for the last two plus decades that are adversely impacting our group, my group, which you know, I identify as ADOS, stand for American descent of slaves. My focus is on American born blacks. Disparity no group, against no group, have no active crime. The reason why I focus on my group, we are now a permanent underclass in a country that we built into to the wealthiest, wealthiest country in the world. We now are on the bottom as a collective. And no one is speaking about our unique condition, given the history and legacy, not only of slavery, but Jim Crow. So it didn't end with slavery. I mean, really think about it. Slavery lasted until like uh, maybe 1965, 1970. So we've been in this this hole for a long time. And so I speak to my group to really say it's time to think about doing something different. We've been marching with the same order since King was murdered. And they've done very little to uplift the group. And keep in mind, neighbor, that Dr. King was for collective, collective uplift, group uplift, not for a few to be doing well, or a few to be doing okay. But for the collective, because think about it. When your group is doing well, prospering, right, progressing, everybody benefits. Everybody benefits. When your group is respected and revered, right, you are respected and revered. And unfortunately, our group has never been respected or, or revered in America since we got here. So I just focus on my group. I don't disparage any group. I'm not against Caribbeans, I'm not against Africans, I'm not against members of the white community, Asians, folks from India, Spanish, Spanish community, I'm not against nobody. My focus and interest on is talking to my group that we need to really think about the course of action that we've taken. It's not working. And being a clinician of the Osiris Group, founder of the Osiris Group, we do mental health uh, support out in, 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 in the community for the last uh, two decades. I get to see policies made on high how they affect folks in the trenches. Got to see how folks are, how folks are living, how folks are faring, their provisions, etc. It ain't working. It ain't working at all. Not for us. But it never did. So I focus on my group. Disparaging no group against no group. So this talk show every week really aimed to get us to think about we got to do something different as a collective. Because you cannot continue to leave all these millions and millions of men, women, and children behind and expect that you're going to be doing well as a group. It ain't working. You got too many folks down here on the bottom. Too many folks down here are not faring well. But they're working. They're working. Their skills don't fetch top dollar. What leads me to my topic today, I want to speak about something that we was rarely ever taught about in school or in our home. Capitalism. Capitalism. That is the economic system that America runs on. Capitalism. 
although there are many components of it, the two that I want you to think about, which I thought about 30 years ago, was capital and labor. Capital and labor. Our government made sure that we, American-born blacks or ADOs, would be locked out of anything whereby we could accumulate capital in this here country. Through racial laws, we was locked out. That's fact. So if you're locked out of capital, the only thing you got left is labor. And keep in mind, labor is essential in all production processes. Labor is needed. And the way things work, the more refined and the more needed your labor is, all right, then the greater dollar value you can place on it, the greater the dollar value will be for your labor. If you look at a lot of our people, Edo's members of American Born Blacks, even when you look at, at Katrina, you know, Katrina, Katrina, excuse me, when they hit, most of our folks were in the service industry. It's needed, it's valuable, but it don't pay well. The same thing for the pandemic. You know, social services, education, childcare, daycare, all these things, they need it, but they don't pay well. So, given that America, a great country, no doubt, no doubt for me, I won't fight with you on that. But when you lack sufficient wealth to be comfortable, it means you're always in what I call struggle mode. Struggle mode, need mode. Because your skill set does not allow you to earn enough, right, to be comfortable, to pay your bills and also have a nice chunk left over called excess. Where now you can accumulate capital, you can now buy homes, get into the stock market, start a business, whatever. Everything that you are earning is going out in cost because your labor, right, does not, does not really value. It's needed. But in the marketplace, it's not really valued. And I want to speak to my group, American One Black, where you really need to start to think about our system in this way. Capitalism is the only saving grace in America for black Americans, I believe. And the reason being, we have been locked out of wealth. Locked out of wealth. It is what it is. America now is a fully developed nation. She's not up and coming. Okay. There's no uh, untapped or un undeveloped markets. And keep in mind, neighbor, we, American-born American blacks, were here when she was untapped, undeveloped, but was deliberately and intentionally locked out because of white racial laws that forbid our elders to participate in the growth of this country. And so... We, of all the groups here, find ourselves now a permanent underclass. And although Dr. King and our elders got out there and fought for civil rights, it has benefited everybody but us. It was never intended for white women, no, no disrespect, for Spanish community, Asians, Africans, Caribbeans, both from India. It was never, never, ever, ever intended for them. It was a redress for what? Centuries of the slavery and Jim Crow. But the reason why it didn't work well for us because of the language. It didn't say or specify who it, it, it was for. Which meant everybody could benefit from it. And they did. And the white elite from the very beginning sought out to undermine or usurp these provisions that was aimed specifically at addressing 
this here grievance against America that has been directed towards black Americans for all that time. There was, there was pushback from the very beginning. Be the 1964 Act of Civil Rights, pushback. All right, action, pushback. Voting, voting Act, pushback. And in fact, when uh, Nixon decided to use some telecides, you know, for black uh, contractors to get some of, the, some of the money, you know, that they gave the states, they decided what? We're going to sue. And true enough, you know, it went to, 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 to the, to the uh, Supreme Court in the 19, early 1970. They struck down you could not use set aside or race, right, as a uh, uh, provision to address past injustices. Ain't that funny? You built this country based on race, benefit you. But it's come time to redress, I'll redress. You knocked out one of the most critical components, race. But he said you could use what diversity. How well has it worked? How well has it worked? Read those the superficial term because neighbor, they do not transfer wealth or power. Not to transfer it there, because why? Those institutions, for the most part, are what the white community. Those are their institutions. Those are those, the regs, the governors are theirs. Policies are theirs. So you're in somebody, you're in somebody's house, but. You don't own that house. You're like, like a squatter. And you can, you can be put out at any time. So when you think about it, right, the only saving grace that I see for American-born blanks or ADOS or ADOS members is capitalism, especially your labor. And what I see out here is that many of my folks squander by not understanding the importance of labor, de- of labor, de- labor, labor development. Because the white elite along, even the black elite, they know that the schools that your children attend, subpar, mean they suck, but it's called, called like it is. They also realize right, that the community that your kids reside and play in, right, have, right, a lot of disadvantages in this community, right? Toxic, they know that. They know, they know that many of the homes that these kids are raised in, right, are less than stellar, they know that. I mean, the peers that these kids have also emulate that bad behavior. So in essence, many in our community, right, is being conditioned, right, for a life of vice and crime. Because their labor, their physical labor, them, them, is not being developed. So we are, we're in a, in, 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 a, in a dilemma here because why you end up getting low paying position that you can't do nothing with. And to add insult to injury in the last 30, 40 years, with all this massive illegal immigration, all right, that they allow into the country, you're not even needed now for interlevel or cheap labor. So think about it, neighbor. They know your schools are not performing. They know the community that you live in, right, are toxic, a lot of bad behavior. Many of the homes that you are raised in, right, are less than optimum. They are less than stellar. Many of the peers that you have peers, right, are also emulating those same, right, bad habits. So that's why many of our young men and women gravitate to vice and crime because why? They don't have the skill set to do anything else. We're not prepared. And I think what we do ourselves a disservice is that we don't really understand or speak about 
Capitalism. Capitalism. And especially on the labor tip. Labor. While you must be highly skilled, it's the only saving grace that's left to us. And I am a living testimony to that. I had to go back and upgrade my skill 30 years ago. So I think I was working at, working at the Rock Bay Boys Club. I think I was making about between 28 and 32,000 miles gross. Gross. And I decided then, because I was married then with, 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 with a young daughter, if I did not go back and upgrade my skills and position myself to do something better in the future, well, yes, I'd be working. But I'd be down here on the low end of the totem pole. And so, since I desired a better life for myself and my wife and daughter, I was compelled out of urgency. I have to invest in my skill set. I must invest in my labor. Because this system called capitalism, right? Labor is involved in every process. Anything you can think of, labor is involved. Labor, labor is involved. You can only extract top dollar in that you know, processes, if you have, right, much needed labor, if your need, labor is needed in that process, then you're going to be paid well. That's why when I look at, you know, some other these uh, other, at, at, the other, other groups, you know, they are involved in what? Science, technology, engineering, and math. STEM. They pursue what I call very deliberate occupations. They, don't, they really don't go into the education, social work, sciences, psychology, human services, stuff like that. Although those are needed now, right? They, those are needed. Don't get me wrong. But they don't pay well. Most of our people, they those American-born blacks, they go into occupation, even when they're educated now, right? That they're needed. Teachers need it, right? Teachers need it. But they don't pay well in, in these cities. You might make about 60, 70 grand, you know, maybe 90, gross. But if you got one or two kids, right, you just really were working poor, you know. Being a child care, a day worker, daycare worker, they're needed. They're needed. Very, very, very valuable. But they don't pay well. Working at the boys club, YMCA, needed. Folks are needed to work with our children. That's true. They don't pay well. You get my drift. So when I look at and analyze a lot on my community, it's not that we're not working. The fields that we are in, right, they're not high-income producing fields. So that's why I tell the young folks that I counsel and mentor, you know, in his home, you've got to really understand capitalism. There's two important components as far as I'm concerned, although there's many. But the two that I focused on 30 years ago was one capital and B labor. I had no capital, because why? We was locked out of being, we was locked out of what? Of a inheritance. Because I was locked out of wealth. Without no wealth, there's no there's no inheritance. So I, like all my other uh, 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 peers, started out in life with nothing, but just me. My mother and father, also, there was no wealth in their home. They started out in life, no inheritance. Their parents, right, start out, no wealth, no inheritance. And we understand that the federal government made sure that our community would, would be locked out by racial laws, laws, laws. 
So the only thing that you have a value to think about it is your your labor, you, your labor. And so if you're not taught from day one the importance of developing your skill set, acquiring high-income essential skills, you are going to be at a severe disadvantage in America. And all the research data shows that American-born blacks or adults are on what? The bottom of the totem pole. And the white community who has the ability to hire you will prefer cheap labor over you. Always has. Always will. Because why? Capitalism. Capitalism. So the less I pay you in, in labor, the more I get to keep of my capital. Makes sense? Now, I will pay you top dollar for your labor only if I have to. If your labor is really essential in this production process. If not, if I can get other people to do it cheaper, well, guess what? I, I will. And then add on top of that, right, the relationship that's founded in 247 years of the worst, worst treatment any man done to another man, slavery. From 1619 to 1865 is 247 years of the worst crime anybody's ever been subjected to. So think about it. So from 1865 to 1965, another 100 years, right? That's 347 years of what amounts to the greatest theft ever occurred in this country. Wealth. The greatest crime ever occurred in America is the, is the wealth that was stolen from us. Period. You know, you can do a whole lot, neighbor, with free labor when you ain't paying labor costs. And so we start out, right, with no, with no wealth and no, and, no, and no inheritance. So if we're not clear about the only asset I have and you have is our labor. So if, I don't, if I'm not taught that, shown that, I'm at a, at a disadvantage. So for me to be where I am today, living how I'm living today, I, too, started out with cheap labor. Like I said, I was probably making about 20 to 32 grand a year at the Roxbury Boys Club. I had to go back and upgrade my skills to be able, be able to position myself to live the way I'm living now. And so were you. And a term that you all should embrace and put your arms around is called delayed gratification. Delayed gratification. Why? Why? Because you got to take the time to go out and get those skills, be it vocational or technical. You got to take the time right, to go get that undergrad, that master or PhD. Takes time. So while you're getting that, those skills, right, the education, right, you still got to live. So you got to work low-paying jobs as I did. Most of us work live. You got to have money to pay your bills. But your payoff's going to come, right, once you finish that endeavor of getting those skills, getting the marketplace, you know, refine those skills, get a good name, reputation. Your payoff is going to come, right, late. Maybe like, you know, mid-30s, late-30s, early-40s. Boom. But once it comes, right, it's like manna from heaven. It's like manna. Because why? Your skills now are refined, right? You're good at what you do. They must pay you for what you do. So we don't teach black Americans, right? That's the thing about capitalism. And yes, 
supply and demand. It's part of that whole theory. Supply and demand. Supply. Well, you know, whether you're supplying a service or a product, right? You're supplying something. Demand, right? What is demand for that product, right? But labor is critical in that whole process. Labor. Labor. And so if your labor is eh, marginal or, or, you know, not valued, you're not highly compensated. That's why I say the only saving grace in America, as far as I'm concerned, for black Americans or Adels, as I identify as American descendant slaves, right? Your labor must be defined, it must be refined, it must be refined. You must, you must be highly skilled. Otherwise, you're gonna struggle. Which means your children will not have a inheritance. Because why? You got nothing to leave them. You got nothing to leave them. You worked all your life, but you did not accumulate any wealth. So there's no inheritance to leave your children. So I want us to really, 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 really take a hard look at this concept called capitalism, capitalism, especially labor. Because I feel that we have been done a disservice by our black leaders, even our parents. To me, Larry. They're always talking about, right, civil rights, civil rights, civil rights. But take, check this out. That don't put a turkey in your pot. That doesn't, doesn't allow you to live where you want to live. All right? Put your kids in school of your choice. Live in the community of your choice. Go when you want to go. That does not allow you to do that. Voting does not allow you to live where you want to live, go when you want to go, live life on your terms. Doesn't allow you to do that. What allows you to live life on your terms, right, is what your labor will extract out of the labor market. That's the only thing that matters. How valuable are your labor? It's your labor. And so we have been misled. And I'm going to say something to those uh, in the back row, the Christian, the black Christian, even the preachers. You've done us a disservice by saying, you know, money and everything. And you're right about that. Money's not everything. You're dead right on that. But guess what? Christian, preachers, bishop, in this physical world, in this secular world, not the spirit world, in this physical world, money is, in, is needing everything. Buy shoes, need money. Right? Clothes need money. Right? Your apartment need money. Rent need money. Mortgage need money. Food need money. Go to the movies need money. Bail money need money. Everything in this physical world revolves around what money. Money. We have been taught to view money, right, with a adverse taste in our mouth. And those folks who, who have it, right, are uh, somewhat despicable or undesirable or, like I said, look at them. Making all that money. Look how they're living. Okay. And the reason we do that, right, because why we know we've been locked out of participating in America. So make ourselves feel good to massage our own little ego. We we have a distaste for folks with money. But I'm saying it to you, to you hear my voice, right? You're totally right. Money is not everything. That's true. 
But everything in this physical world, in this physical world, revolves around money. Everything. Everything. Your quality of life revolves around money. Your health revolves around money. Your car. When gas spiked at five bucks, those who, right, was very comfortable might not want to pay five bucks, but they could, right, and not be what made it be inconvenienced. Those who had what I call, you know, so-so money had to rob Peter to pay Paul or had to, you know, ration driving because why? That five bucks a gallon was killing them. Money. So we have been mistaught by folks with good intention, our parents and also our, our religious leaders about the importance of money. Yes, money is not the most important thing. That's true. Preachers, bishop, parents, that's true. But everything in the sea of physical world, this secular world, this earthly world, this earthly realm, revolves around money. If you don't have sufficient wealth, right, you're not going to do well. You're not going to do well in America, period. Period. And we are living proof, Ados, American born blacks, that we are not doing well. Because why? We don't, we, don't, we don't have the funds to live life on our terms. We, we just don't. There was a uh, study did a while back. I read it in, in the banner that the, but the, that the medium income of black Americans in Roxbury was $30,000. Now think about that, neighbor. $30,000. Gross. And most, right, have children. Most must be on some kind of government assistance either food stamp, daycare, Section 8, something. Because why? They're working, but their skills are not valued. They're not valued. And add insult to injury, with all these illegal immigrants around here, all these immigrants around here, I don't need you now. Because whatever I give them, they will gladly take it. Because why? Where they coming from? They'll take it. So now it makes you obsolete. And so, as I look around out here in the trenches, being at folks' home, and seeing firsthand how our people are faring, again, disparaging no group, I guess no group, my focus is on American-born blacks only. That's my interest and my focus. Because why our legitimate grievance has been totally taken off the board. Now, it's multiculturalism. Well, wait a minute, partner, wait a minute. You never made us whole. You never made the Negroes whole. But now, it's everybody? Come on now. And we didn't have the leaders, right, to, to push back. So wait a minute, time out. You have not made us whole from centuries and centuries, right, of being ostracized in a country that we built into the wealthiest country in the world. We got no organization that fights on our behalf only. None. None. So it means we have it on our own. So if you understand the importance of labor development, you're not being very wise. You're not being very wise. Because the elites that run this country, this city, this state, already know that many of you, right, because of the school you attended, the community you live in, the homes you come out of, and the peers that you have, right, you are being directed towards a life of vice and crime. And the only thing you're going to get, right, especially the men, is more people in blue and more cages to put you in called prison. So all you're going to get. And let me say this to all the so-called hustlers, the hustlers, the hustlers. Brothers, sisters, 
You know, you can't be a lifelong hustler and think you're going to, A, retire. I say again. You cannot be in the hustle game and think that you're going to end up retiring well off. It don't work that way. It don't work that way. You cannot make, right, being socially deviant a way of life. When you think you can, you keep selling drugs or robbing, smashing, grab, what are you doing? There's going to always be, right, easy picking. Ain't, ain't happening. At some point, you're going to be apprehended. And when you do, that judge going to give you 20, 30, 40 years, right? The max he can give you. There goes all your youth. All your youth. So again, I'm saying all those who embrace, all embrace the person life of crime, you cannot make that a career. It just, it just, it just, it just, it ain't going to work. It's not going to work. So you got to understand in the system called capitalism, only thing that you and I have really of worthwhile is our labor. It must be highly valued, developed for it to be valued. If you don't invest in your labor by acquiring those skills, be it technical or vocational, in education, you got to be very deliberate with a degree because it's costly. All degrees are not, you know, of equal value. It's nice to say you're educated. It's nice. But does it produce the kind of lifestyle you want? Does it allow you to live on life? Does it allow you to live life on your turn? To live where you want to live? Send your kids to the schools of your choice. Put them in the programs of your choice. If it doesn't do that, right? Yeah, you're educated, but what's it doing for you? How is it impacting your quality of life? So I'm going to take a break right now, but I'll be back. Again, you listen to W. BCA 102.9, again, WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name of this hourly program, From the Trenches, baby. Observation from the Trenches. Where I speak about things that I see out here that we really need to think about doing something different because it's not working. It's not working. And why keep doing something that's not working? It's beyond me. So again, I'll be back. Please stay tuned. I should be back shortly. People won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, can potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council.
If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP or call toll free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Is this tree good for climbing? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council. <laughs> 바스턴의 Observation from the trenches. From the trenches. You listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name of this program, From the Trenches, Observation from the Trenches. A weekly program where I just speak to the group that I'm a part of, ADOS, American Born Blacks, disparaging no group against no group. Because now, my group that I belong to has become now a permanent underclass. And when you think about this here, how can a group that's been for 400 years, since 1619, end up a complete bottom cast? Bottom cast? Real simple. There was racial laws that they outlawed us from, from participating in the growth of this country. And now that she's completely developed now, she's developed now, you're not needed. Because why you got all these immigrants here legal and otherwise, you're not lean needed for entry-level labor, for entry-level labor or cheap labor. So if you don't, if your skills are not in demand, if you don't have high-income skills that are in demand in the production process, in the production process, you got a problem. So my dialogue today is on capitalism. Capitalism, there's two major components to remember. Capital and labor. Capital and labor. Well, the federal government made sure that we be locked out of capital. Yep, make sure that. 21st of years of slavery, 100 plus years of Jim Crow, we gave with 350 years of free labor, which made America one of the wealthiest countries in the world. And a group who did that got nothing. So black Americans have given the most, gotten, gotten back the least. Fought never wars you ever had. Even war for independence only be what re-enslaved. So much for them keeping their word. We are the most law and devoted of all the folks here. But it meant nothing. So although being a being born American didn't mean nothing in, in America. Everything we had to got, everything we've gotten we had to fight for. Protest, litigation, lawsuits, everything. But we're citizens. We're citizens. 
And because of the entrenched racial psychology that exists in this country, we have been deliberately locked out. And the only saving grace, in my humble opinion, for us, while we regroup and fight for a new deal, because why we, we are square zero. We are square zero again. It might as well be 1963. Might as well be that. We on the bottom as a collective. The only saving grace in my country, your country, is capitalism. 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 Especially in regards to labor. Labor is needed in all the processes to produce or make anything. Anything. You need labor. And the more valuable or refined your labor is, the higher you can extract a dollar for that labor. And without that, right, you get what you get. You're not going to do well in America making 15 or 20 bucks an hour. Let me tell you about that. You're not going to do well. Especially when one and two and three bedrooms are going for three, four, and five thousand dollars per month. 20 bucks an hour ain't going to cut it. Ain't going to cut it. Especially when many, many adults members have what? Kids have children. You want your kids to be what? In activities, you know, sports, drama, you know, track and field. That costs money. Especially if you want your kid to really be involved in the program whereby he can have his needs met and have, have the attention. That costs money. Everything that affects your quality of life costs money. If you don't have that, you must look at your skills. And I don't, I don't believe in gloom and doom. I don't believe in the sky's falling. I don't believe it's, there's no option. There's always an option. As long as you're above ground, there's an option. And the option that I, that I had to embrace, I had to go back and upgrade my skills. And that applies to you. It's just that simple. No one's coming to put you in the kind of lifestyle you want. No one's going to put you in your dream house, your dream home, your dream community, okay, or your dream job. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. Only way that you're going to put yourself in that environment that you have the skill set that allows you to pick and choose where you live, okay, how you live, on what terms you live all comes back to your labor. Does your labor, right, allow you to charge and receive top dollar, yes or no? And if it doesn't, I'm telling you right now, you need to go and upgrade your skills because we now are permanent underclass. It's over. The civil rights movement failed. That's right. The civil rights movement failed. The civil rights movement failed. It failed to achieve Dr. King's ultimate goal, which was for us, black Americans, to be viewed and treated as full-fledged citizens with all the benefits and perks of whiteness. That included not just the right to vote. No, no. The right to good housing, good employment, city contracts, state contracts, federal contracts, private contracts. Okay? Due process under the law. All those components that comprise, that comprise citizenship, that's what Dr. King was fighting for. It was not that you have the right to vote. No. Voting does not feed you. Voting, voting don't put a turkey in your pot. It don't allow you to live where you want to live. 
have your kids attend school of your choice, vacation when you want a vacation. Voting, voting does not do that. So we have been led astray by our own people in the last 30, 40 years, the importance of civil rights or voting. No, that the king died for us to be what? Viewed and treated as full-fledged citizens with all the perks, with all the perks and benefit of whiteness. And voting is just a small part of that. It pains me when I hear our so-called black leaders talk about voting as though it's going to do anything to increase your quality of life. It's, it, we're not. Only thing that's going to do that, right, is what your labor is worth in this marketplace. What price can you get for your labor? That determines where you live, how you live, on what terms you live. It's determined by your labor. It's determined by your labor. Without having high-income skills, you're at a severe disadvantage, neighbor. Talking to you, black American, you, Ados, you are at a disadvantage. And you're not teaching your kids how this thing works. If you don't understand, look at your paycheck. That's why most of you, and I was, I was there too at one time, live from paycheck to paycheck. From paycheck to paycheck. We're working, but it doesn't bring in enough. Why? Our skills are not valued. They're not essential. They're not relevant. We got to be more deliberate in our skill set. Yes, all labor is good labor. But at some point, we got to decide that's not going to allow me to live on the terms I want to live on. So although that, that, that work is needed and is valued, right, I should not pursue that as a career. Because why it's not going to pay me enough. Like I say, teachers, teachers are needed. Yes, they are. They don't pay well. Working with children, right, daycare, right, needed is valued. They don't pay, they don't pay well. Working at the boys club, YMCA, needed, they don't pay well. That's all I'm trying to get you to consider. You must rethink when it comes to occupation, be it vocational or technical. If I possess this here degree with that technical skill, would it allow me in time to be able to extract top dollars to live life on my term? That's the key. To live life on your term. To be comfortable. Whereby paying bills is no longer at the top of your agenda. You're now, right, thinking about investments. Starting businesses. Because why you got that kind of capital saved up. That's a whole different kind of mindset, neighbor. When you, when your skills are paying you that well, you got options. You don't worry about the bill collector call no more. You don't worry about falling behind in your bills. You're not living just to, just to pay bills. You cannot enjoy yourself. What your kids want, you can get them if you deem it necessary. You take vacation when you want to. You go when you want to go. You got options. What capital does, neighbor, right? What wealth does in a, in a nutshell? Give you option. Give you option. Option. Period. It won't make you happy. It won't make you, you know, the talk of the town, you know. It just gives you option. Capital is the tool. A tool. 
as I said earlier. Yes, it's not the most important tool, you know, but it is essential in this earthly realm. In this earthly realm, it's essential. Everything revolves around money. Everything. Everything that you're going to need in this earthly realm revolves around money. You got to pay for it. And when you lack capital, then there's things you got to put back or omit or not or go without. Because why? The capital is not there. The wealth is not there for you to afford those things. That comes back to your labor. Everyone of us should take a hard look at our labor. Is our labor in demand? Is it? Yes or no? And if it is not, what must I do to improve my situation as I had to do 30 years ago? To put myself where I'm living now, I had to take a look at myself. So okay. Here's who I am. I'm working now. I'm working. But my labor is not valued. So I got to go, I got to, I got to you know, uh, retool myself, okay, to be able to demand top dollar out here. It's not about money per se. It's about how you're living, baby. It's about quality of life. How you're living. Are you living life on your turn? Can you do what you want to do when you want to do it? Go where you want to go when you want to go. Provide for your family on your terms. Can you do that? If you can't do that, right, take a look at your labor. How valuable is your labor? How valuable is it? If it's not really valuable, right, you have to, like I have to, right, take time, sit down, go acquire those skills. That's why I say you must embrace the term delayed gratification. It's going to take time to go out there and get retooled, reskilled, reeducated. It's going to take time. But don't fret. Your payday is coming. That's why a lot of our kids are hurting themselves because why, that 30, 40 years, we have allowed them to embrace this get rich quick scheme. Get rich quick. Yes, right. But watching young folks, right, in the entertainment field, right? Be they shooting the ball, kicking the ball, hitting the ball, singing, rapping. You see these young folks, right, making millions, making millions of dollars at 19, 20, 21, 22. And many of our kids have been, have bought into, bought into the illusion that they can do it too. Not so. Not so at all. And so many of them, right, embark on a career adventure that leads nowhere, that goes nowhere. And many of them, their school skills, their school skills are so subpar, they think either rapping is going to be the way out, or singing, or shooting the basketball, or hitting the baseball, or kicking the football. When in fact, very, 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 very few people end up being professional athletes, and very, 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 very few people end up being so-called stars in the rap game or in the R&B game. Don't, don't work that way. I call it chasing fool's, fool's gold. Fool's gold. Because we have allowed ourselves, right, to be hoodwinked and, and really, really bamboozled on entertainment. We're fed a heavy dose of, of entertainment. Of, of entertainment. 
Most of our folks are caught up in these folks' lives that you see on BET, Music Awards, etc. You know, I want to let you know, neighbor, our entertainers are not the answer. Our entertainers are not the answer. Even the ones who are doing well, it benefits them. It doesn't do anything for you and me. It does nothing for the group. It does nothing to change our plight or our, or our, or our condition. And in fact, if some might, you know, do do a turkey turkey giveaway or a book or a book bag giveaway. But the question should be, how many of these celebrities are able to produce meaningful jobs that allows our people, right, to rise into middle class status whereby they can get, get a home of their choice, live where they want to live, go where they want to go? Not many. Not many of our so-called celebrities or stars are able to create meaningful employment for the masses. So it's great for them. I'm not begrudging them. Great for their family and the small folks they got around them. But it does nothing for the group. And why we are so in tune to these folks' lives is beyond me. When they chose a way out, out of the ghetto, use the entertainment. That's right. Because most of them are just like you, black and poor, black and poor. That's it. They chose entertainment as a way to get out of the hood. A few were successful. Most were not. You got a better chance of being a IT professional, a chemist, okay, a plumber, electrician, than you have of being an entertainer. It is what it is. It is what it is. So I would recommend you stop pursuing and putting your energy and time into our entertainers. They just they, they do what they do. They entertain. No more, no less. They're good at what they do, but it's going to do nothing to benefit you or the collective. It don't work, it don't work that way. So as I wind down, I want to just keep this thought in mind now. Today's topic, capitalism, capitalism, capitalism. There's two important components, capital and labor. Well, the federal government made sure we'd have no capital. Only thing that you and I really have of value is our labor. If you don't really invest in your labor, whereby you can extract top dollar in this labor market, you're going to struggle. It is what it is. It is what it is. And you need to make sure you teach your children they need to write, invest in their labor. If they don't, they're going to struggle. And you're, not, you're no longer needed for cheap labor. You're not needed for cheap labor. Because why? Because all this here, immigrants here, both legal and illegal, right here, and they really pay less than pay you. So you're on your own. It's not gloomy doom. The world's not coming to the end. You know? There'll be a tomorrow, but will you be able to live life on your term tomorrow? If you don't, if you don't upgrade your skills, you won't. Gonna come back to your labor. That's the only saving grace in America. Is this thing called capitalism? That with your labor is really uh, defined or refined or much in need, you're gonna do well. You're going to do well, neighbor. You're going to do very well. If not, you're going to struggle. It's just that simple. 
So I hope this here conversation has inspired you to want to do something to position yourself to do better. Because why at the end of the day, right, come down to you. No one's coming to save you or make life better for you. They didn't come for me. They won't come for you. That's not how America works. You're not going to do well on these programs for the working class or working poor. Those programs are designed to keep you impoverished. They are designed to keep you where you are. And they're also designed to take away your drive and, and ambition. So I really caution you not to get hooked on these programs. The life that you want is not going to be given to you by a program. That I, that I can assure you. So again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name of the show, From the Trenches Observation. You've been listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, you've been listening to WC, WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm here every Wednesday from 6 to 7. And I just speak about things I see. Why things I see have to change. And if you don't change, if you don't got to change your condition, it won't change for you. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to make it better for you. That, I can guarantee you on that. So if you don't want to get out there and make things better, do something better for yourself, it will not work. So I cautious you, you've got to get out there and upgrade your skills. There's no other way. It ain't going to work for you. So until next Wednesday, you know, I want you to be safe. Take care. Remember, no one's coming to save you. You got to save yourself. See you next week. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass., 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.